Sometimes I'm sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat I'm about to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip We even got liberals trying to become like Rambo Going to Bass Pro, buying up the guns and ammo Instead of sporting flannels, now they buying camos If you don't think this is end times, just read the book of Daniel COVID-19 got me googling my next Ruger And going to Target practice to become the best shooter I'm questioning Sandy Hook and I'm a 9-11 truther That's sick of getting duped by that goof fantasy Cooper What you think they're doing right now? They testing us These stimulus checks were distributed to invest in us It's population control, they want less of us They want to take out the weak and only keep the rest of us I'm battle-tested like a barbarian And I got the scars to prove it like a cesarean I feel like I'm half white and I'm half Targaryen The devil wants to kill me for the cross and I'm carrying Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday, and if you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And uh, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. Uh, he's a Christian, uh, devoted husband, and father, Jason Monday. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good afternoon, guys. And um. We have a very special guest. Uh, he's um, he's actually from uh, he's a pastor at Calvary Northeast Los Angeles. Uh, pastor Pep, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Josh, and I'm doing great, and I'm glad to be here with you guys. I am so glad to have you on, man. And honestly, it was a uh, um, God is great to, to hook us up, man. I'm glad you did that men's conference. So uh, yeah. I got to talk to you afterwards. I'm glad I stayed after and, I, and got to speak with you. Um, yeah, it's cool how God does that. Huh? How God will like put you to meet somebody at that right time, the right person, just to say, Hey, you know, these two guys need to talk about me. I like it when they talk about me. Yes, That's right. Amen. They connect us. So, um, well, we always like to get into scripture first. Um, I always go, I, I like to get into it uh, right off the bat. So, um, this, this, this is, you know, we're kind of going to go into uh, uh, faith, you know, having faith over fear. So uh, first off, I think uh, this would be a great passage to go to. Uh, Genesis 22, uh, verses 1 through 18. Uh, you guys got to bear with me. It's, I know it's, um, it's, it's 1 through 18, but hey, I, I got to get this out because I feel like it's very important. And God kind of put it on my heart. Um, so, so Genesis 22, verses 1 through 18. And this is going to be Abraham you know, being tested by the Lord. And this is definitely like a prime example of faith over fear so uh you could also look you could also look at it as abraham was uh abraham trusted god so much but god he made a promise to him that he his his his, uh son isaac would have kids yes okay so he's gotta he's either gotta resurrect him right there after i after he sacrificed him because abraham was going up there to do that anyways he did did not he didn't question it he was going the whole way up there he's telling him hey don't worry that the lord will provide a lamb the lord will provide a lamb and, yes. Abraham, and he's like, Abraham, like, man, this guy's really going to do it. He's going to do it. And he comes up there and he's like, hey. Yeah. And uh, Abraham, Abraham knew that he's the one who made the promise and God cannot lie. Well, for lie, sure. And he's never surprised. So he. he Perfect. Uh, okay. So Genesis. So if you guys want, this is going to be out of the NIV. Okay, guys. So Genesis 22. Uh, it's going to be sometime later. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, 
whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and, he, and, and himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them woke, or as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said, Father Abraham, Father, yes, my son Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, like my brother said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound, he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. Because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up there in the thicket and he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And, this, and to this day it is said, oh, the mountain of the Lord, it will provide. Actually, I'll stop there, guys. I think that's good enough to explain what we want to explain here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so okay. how do you, now base, I feel for me, I feel like, you know, I, I know that Abraham was able to talk to the Lord and that the Lord did promise him that, but it, it, this is still a very, very huge test because it, for me, I mean, I have a, two daughters and, and for me to go up to a mountain and go sacrifice my daughter, I know that took a lot for Abraham. So I, I feel like he had a lot of faith in the Lord and he knew that he would provide as he did, mm -hmm. but it still took a lot of faith. I, I think, you know, and I think that's something we should have right now is faith. I don't see Abraham over there, you know, fearing what what he, what he the the test that he had, you know, be be, be put through. So, but it, it was interesting. Like I said, it wasn't Abraham's problem; it was God's problem because he's the one who made the promise to Abraham that he was going to have kids. And when God makes a promise, he always follows through. Whether it, it takes fifty years, hundred years, he's gonna he's gonna you owe him that. So he's gonna he's gonna yeah. give it back to you. Don't worry. He, yeah. he was more like he was more in his head, probably like, what is God gonna do? Is he gonna resurrect this guy, my son, right in front of me because he made the promise? Well, this is God's problem, not mine. I'm just going to take my son up there. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to sacrifice him because that's what my God wants me to do. Well, God promises so, to take care of us too, right now, and we're a lot yeah. of us are, are are filled with fear instead of faith. So I think it's a good example, Pastor Pep. But go ahead if 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 you want to kind of uh, talk on that yeah, verse. Yeah, I was. I just wanted to mention uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, verse six, and of course that's the whole hall of uh, of faith and. Abraham's mentioned in there and all the Christians that were persecuted, uh, the Old Testament were mentioned in there. But yes. Hebrews 11, 6, it, what does it say? It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm. For whoever comes to God must believe that he is yes. and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So there was Abraham with his young adult son. You know, uh, uh, going up that hill, you know, yeah. seeking God, wanting God's will. And you're right, guys. Uh, it's it's tough if we don't trust the Lord, because 
you know, we want it to happen instantly. We want it to happen fast. I, I went, I've had this cup of coffee for probably about an hour and a half <laughs> and I'll go down and warm it up real quick. It'll take 30 seconds. And I got my hot coffee versus making a whole nother pot. So yeah. we want things fast. Yeah, instant. And God says, I'll do it in my timing. And his timing is always perfect. We just have to submit to the timing of God by faith. Yes. Amen. He has all the, he has all the time in the world. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, you know, he'll, right. he'll wait forever. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, right. that's interesting. I had uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 was another one I had too. So yeah. uh, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. So I think yeah. that's a good one too. Yeah, that, that whole Hebrews part right there is, 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 a, is yeah. very interesting. I feel, so, I feel like Paul wrote that book. Dude, he sound, it sounds like Paul when he writes that. You know, Paul sounds like that. I yeah. think Paul yeah. wrote that book. A lot of people say that, you know, we just not, we're not 100%, you know, but I, I, I feel like it, the doc, you got to listen to the doctrine. He's preaching faith, 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 faith. Everyone else is preaching the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. You can't you look at the way they're talking. Yeah, I get it. They, they, that's, how you, that's how you discern it. And you, um, when you rightly divide it, you can tell which, uh, who's speaking and who's not. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of start off. Uh, that, was, that was some good scripture right there. So, so I kind of wanted to start yeah. off. If uh, Pastor Pep, uh, if you could please uh, you know, tell our audience uh, your testimony. Okay. Uh, you know, once again, it's good meeting you. And, and we met at the men's breakfast. So that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And you came up to me with a whole lot of uh, fire and passion <laughs> and desire to serve the Lord. And amen. And you invited me on, on the podcast with you and your brother, uh, Jason. So Jason, good to meet you as well. Uh, yeah, you know, we all good. have a testimony. We yes. all have a testimony. Yeah. And, uh, I, I simply want to say that I was, like the song says, I was born in East L.A. <laughs> General <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> so right. I was born out there, and uh, uh, my mom was uh, 18 when I was born. Okay. And wow. she was single, so uh, she was just doing the best she could to uh, raise her first child, which, which was me. And uh, my mom is still alive, and she is a Christian. She's serving the Lord and attends our church. Uh, but, you know, my mom was trying to make uh, things happen as a single woman. My dad, my, my, my biological father, uh, I believe um, probably six months to a year after I was born, ended up in prison. Oh. Uh, so I never lived with my biological father. I never lived with him uh, outside of, um, I'll tell you when I lived with him in a minute. But uh, okay. he, so he was out of my life. And uh, my mom did the best she could. She she would get frustrated in life and she would be upset. And I would see a lot of the things she went through when I was a child, you know, just two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, 10 years old and experience her frustration in life. Um, so probably about 11, uh, 11 years of age is when I was introduced to smoking marijuana yeah. because I didn't have a lot of supervision. You know, my mom was living her life. Uh, she had uh, married my uh, my stepfather, who was a good dude. But even them two together, they ended up getting uh, uh, into uh, various uh, vices and, and problems and, and yeah. issues. And, uh, you know, that was a tough thing for them. So I was kind of left alone without parental supervision. Yes. So at 11, I was smoking weed. Uh, 12, I, I got a... Right now, my hair is kind of long right now, uh -huh. but about... When I was about 12 years old, uh, I got a buzzed haircut and I started dressing 
like a uh, the typical 1970s uh, cholo gang member. Uh-huh. So I had the white T-shirt, the khakis, and and the uh, the blue or black uh, wino shoes. They called them kind uh-huh. of a slip on. Yeah, and um, claiming I was claiming a gang, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and now a lot of days, a lot of times now, a lot of the surfers and skaters kind of dress like that with the yeah. khakis, the khakis, <laughs> and the wino switched yeah. up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, comfortable too. But, you know, that's kind of what happened, you know, and I, I started smoking weed at 11, 12, I started drinking and 13, I got jumped into a street gang uh, there in uh, Highland Park where where now I'm a pastor. So yeah. um, and we meet out in the park. We meet at Sycamore Grove Park in the open. We do not meet in a building right now. Okay. We don't have a building, but we're praying for a building. So we're yeah. trusting the Lord for that. So everybody pray. Everybody that's uh, listening, you know, uh, uh, pray for Pastor Pep that he gets his building and uh, and and trust. Like you said, we trust the Lord. So by faith, yeah. you will have it for sure. God will God will have you guys. Yeah. My wife, so, is, from, my wife is from uh, uh, Highland. Is that is that where you're from? Highland or Park. You, uh, yeah, Highland Park. Park. Yeah, that's I where think my wife Highland is, is more yeah. San Bernardino, right? Yeah, I, 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 Highland Park. Yeah, yeah, Highland Park. Highland Park by Dodger Stadium. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, over there, south of South Pasadena, Eagle Rock, yeah, Cypress Park, uh, a pretty pretty interesting area, man. That needs the Lord, that's for sure. But um, so you know, there I was, 14, 13, jumped in, fourteen and fifteen, living um, a, a rebellious life. You know yeah. what could I say, man? You know, gangs, drugs, violence. Uh, getting arrested and at 15 and a half i got arrested went to court and the judge said i want you to get out of here and go to a ranch and stay there for nine months um but prior to that actually that's when i lived with my dad probably when i was about 15 he tried to change me Uh and he lived in sacramento so when you talk about uh norteños uh i was up there with those dudes uh uh in the streets, getting high, getting loaded. And I got some really good friends uh, that are, they're Northenios. They've been to prison. They were doing that prison lifestyle. And and they're still my friends to this very day. We're good, awesome. close brothers. Good, good. And they're, they're Christians as well. Amen. Um, so one in particular, a good dude, uh, Eddie Savala, good friend of mine. And uh, he did time, years in prison, so I lived up there with the, the Norteños for a little while, but uh, my dad tried to change me. He couldn't change me. You know, he, he he tried, but he was a drinker. We would drink together. We'd get high together. Um, you know, we would do some violence together. When I got jumped, we went looking for some guys um, in a situation, and my dad resolved it without any violence on that, that day. Uh, but, you know, came back, got arrested, and I got sent by the judge uh, to a Christian drug rehab program when I was 15 and a half. So I got saved, man, after a month in the program. And, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes people think like, oh, well, you know, you're an old guy. You were tired of living crazy and you did all your stuff. No, I wasn't an old dude when I got saved. I was 15 and a half. Yeah, which is and awesome. I was still young. Yeah. yeah. I was still looking for a party. I was still looking for a dick. I was still looking for a high. <laughs> yeah. I was still looking to write on the walls. Yeah. I was still, that's, my goal was prison. And the Lord came in at a young age and stopped it. Yes. Saved me. Man. 
So I'm real thankful Praise the to Lord. the Lord for that. For sure, man. Praise the Lord for that. Me and my brother are the same way, man. We grew up, uh, you know, our, in our home. It was we were we were. Once my parents got a divorce, it became a bachelor pad. My dad was yeah. uh was like, you guys could do whatever you guys want. You guys could smoke weed, do acid, shrooms, coke, whatever, you know. So we were we were kind of the same way. We had no parental guidance. So uh, once my dad got busted for selling weed and went to jail or prison, me and my our jail, not prison, because he didn't do that. He didn't do uh you know years. He just did six months for it. But once that happened, yeah. I ended up moving with my mom, and my brother moved in with his friend, and we uh we continued the party lifestyle, but, but we, we, um, we, I was kind of more in a structured home though, you know? So it was different for me. My, my, I had my mom and my stepdad trying to tell me, Hey, you can't go, you can't drink, you can't smoke weed. So it was, it was tough. It was like an uphill battle, always trying to fight it. But yeah, we, me and my brother were the same way though, growing up, man. We, uh, we had guns going in and out of the house. People had, uh, you know, shotguns being let, you know, put underneath the bed and all this stuff. So we grew, you know, we grew up the same way, but, um, we ended up later on in life both uh, coming to the Lord as well, man, which is awesome, you know. So it it, it yeah. just it was a small town too. So our, our high school varsity baseball coach was on playing the team was on uh, lived up the street, so he would come home and see <laughs> our house full of cars and all and like a party every night. He'd be like, "Hey, man, what's uh, are you gonna be okay today? You be able to play ball today?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." He's like, "Well, last night you had a ranger. I saw. When I came home. I saw all these <laughs> cars parked and people uh, drinking in the front yard. I was like, well, I wasn't there." Yeah. So that's your house. Like, I was there. I went. I was out. I was it was else. bad. You know, my PE coach would be like, "I could smell the the reefer from the road." That's how bad you guys' wow. house is. He was telling us that. Wow. So it was yeah. when I, when my dad got busted. It was kind of hard because when we went to high school. It was like all the people in the high school knew that it happened, right? So it's kind of embarrassing, right? You're like, oh, but yeah. anyways, hey, we both ended up coming to the Lord. My yeah. brother, my brother, and my dad always taught us about God, but he was always smoking weed while he was talking to us. You know, like he'd be smoking weed and telling right. us about Jesus. So. Now, you know, our foundation wow. was all scribbled up, you know, like, oh, well, it's okay to smoke <laughs> yeah, weed yeah. and worship. But then we ended up, you know, finding out that that ain't the way to do it, you know. So right. anyways, I would like to also um, ask you, uh, you know, did what were the trials and tribulations that you had to go through to start your ministry, Pastor Pep? Did you, did you have like a, a lot of trials and tribulations? I know that the devil, uh, he tries to attack whenever you try to make a move like that, you know, like for us, when we started the podcast, I mean, there's there's stuff that happens all the time that we're like technically they tries to stop it or or whatever right. uh, time wise. Maybe my daughter's yeah. crying too much, so the devil's always trying to do something to stop it. But what kind of trials yeah. and tribulations did you have to go to, to to start your ministry? Well, you you guys know this day one, the trial to even just accept the Lord. You know, you you don't believe in God. You you say I'm an atheist or uh, I'm agnostic or I you know. I, I'm already, I'm this religion or I'm that, but yet I'm still getting loaded, getting high. So you already know, even whoever's listening to us, they may not even be a Christian. And to think that the enemy's already, what does the Bible say? Satan has blinded the mind of those who do not believe. And that's what the Bible says. Yeah. But some of the trials, some of the trials I had were, number one, going into the rehab program. Uh, I was a minor in an adult male program. For nine months so mm. that was already a trial and it was very structured so i had to deal with a lot of discipline getting up at 5 a.m being in a, a, a the main hall at 5 30 uh for an hour of prayer and then you know the whole routine the struggle that was a trial but mm. i'll tell you when i went when they allowed me to go back to high school i started a bible study 
uh, on the campus that I was at, and I was barely a Christian for about five months. Oh. My first time I ever got to preach actually in a church, uh, an established church, uh, a pulpit with microphones and, and all that. <laughs> Uh, and the first time ever, I was 16 years old, wow. or even 15 and a half. So from then on, you know, the trials were on. My mom and my stepfather were still not serving the Lord. They were still um, being trapped by their vices and their yeah. lifestyles. So I would hear about that. But I knew one thing. I have to go forward because I don't like what I came from. You know, that lifestyle. You know, like I tell people sometimes, I, I may have been crazy, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. I was a vato loco, but I wasn't stupid. And the trials that come, the hard times that come, you know, you lose friends. Um, you, you know, you you um, you get tempted to to do those things that you didn't do. Be with chicks, uh, get high. Um, those type of things come after us. But um, I started teaching in the men's home when I was 16, the rehab home. Uh, I wrote a couple of things down. I've had some dudes tell, you know, think that they've called me names because I was a Christian. Yeah. And I've had to stand up to them and say, hey, I'm a Christian, but I, but I'm not I'm not a coward. Yeah. And I was down for the neighborhood, but now I'm down for the Lord. Yes. And I've been a Christian, guys, for 41 years. Amen. <laughs> 41 years. That's awesome. And if I added correctly. I think it's 41 years. But um. You know, and it's the trials are faith, fear, you know, will I trust God? Will I believe God? Um, uh, financial. Yeah, that's divorce. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Divorce. Um, uh, uh, Lord, are you with me? Yeah. Lord, do you really want me to do this? Lord, I've been a pastor, you know for uh six and a half years over here this is the second church i've started uh -huh. uh, in my life and lord do you really want me here you know because yeah. for about uh how many years man um uh, about six years we we've just had up to you know 10 people three people 10 15. it's just most recently thanks to covid our church we had 15 people but because of covid now we have 30 people that are coming regularly and we just had an event uh this past sunday where we had 200 people at our church all right one event to hear a guest speaker okay and that guest speaker was a big alasevis from uh the mongols he's oh. a born-again christian oh, wow. all right he's one of the original he's one of the founders of the mongols wow and he's a born-again christian so we had music, we had free food, we had the guest speaker, uh, we had T-shirt sales from one of my friends who has a new clothing line. All right. Called Alpha and Omega Apparel. Uh, okay. And we had bikers come in. One of the presidents of a biker club um, came up for prayer. One of the awesome. Main dudes. All uh, right. Well, maybe you're guiding him in the right direction, man. So what, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, dude. I have a whole new, uh, like, appreciation for pastors. I've always appreciated pastors anyways, but, I mean, a yeah. whole new – because I have to, like uh, – me and my brother have to write this show, right? We have to, like, 
think of questions. We got to study the subject. We have to, it's kind of like the same way you guys are putting sermons together and it takes a lot of time. So when people are like, oh, well, pastors, they, they do Wednesday and Sunday, you know, what do they do in the meantime? There's so much studying you have to do and, and so much you have to put forth just to put together one sermon or another. Yeah. You got two phones going. Yeah. You guys are busy, man. I know. Hey, I know. Hey. I, right now we're talking and yeah. somebody's calling the church phone. Yeah, yeah. I've already I've already been up talking to people, making calls as I'm going to get the oil change of my daughter's car at eight o'clock. Yeah. So yeah, there's people. There's um discipleship. There's uh, I got a text. Somebody's sister has just been put on sent home to die. Oh. So this is one of the people I know that used to attend our church. So, you know, you have to have some kind of um, stability as a pastor or to do ministry. You have to know that when all this pressure comes to us, you know, you, 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 know, you, you deflect it real quick to the Lord. Yes. I can't take on the pressure of my friend's sister being sent home to die. Yes. Um, I can't take the pressure of uh, a 90-pound a, a Hispanic woman being beaten nearly to death by a 25 year old uh african-american woman and i can't take that pressure yeah so i gotta give it to the lord yes um i I can't take the pressure of of all that so so as a pastor and you guys know this if we don't give it to the lord you know we're going to become weighed down we're going to become a statistic you know we're going to be anxious not that we don't get anxious because we're not superhuman with uh we have emotions man so we have to learn how to turn it over to the lord what does the bible say casting all your cares upon him yes because he what he cares for you yes the idea there is casting all your cares on him because he can do something about it yeah (laughs) why would you keep it when you can't do anything about it true cast them on the lord he could take care of business. Amen. And also, Go ahead, and Jeff. also I'm going to say, hey, there's a lot of responsibility on a pastor as well as, as preaching the right doctrine. Because if you're saying yeah. stuff that's wrong, you can, you're taking your, your your church and you can send them straight to hell by preaching yeah. the wrong doctrine to them. Oh, so yeah. you have to study, rightly divide. And I do have a lot of respect for pastors because I just now taught myself how to talk in front of people on this thing because yeah. I know people hear my voice and stuff. So I used to be, I yeah. talk a lot, but when I get yeah. in front of a group, and I stand up in front of everybody, and I have to talk. Man, I mean, I come. Whoa, I'm like, oh my god, what just happened right now? No words come out of my mouth. I'm like, wee, wee, wee. Nah. yeah, I get so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, try. I want a million and just run off stage because I'm so scared. But yeah, you know, I guess you gotta, you gotta do it. Try, right. try, try getting up there and rapping, bro. Sometimes it's 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 crazy. But yeah, my my. Uh... No, I don't do that. That's why I'm not doing <laughs> that. Bro. I rap in the shower, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Pastor Pep, I know you got you guys are out of Los Angeles, and you said that you, you actually you are in a in a park. So I guess this, how have you, how have you guys been handling like the restrictions uh, put on by you know the churches by our tyrannical government? Has it affected you, even though you're in the park, or did are they trying to tell you, you guys can't be in the park? Did they shut the parks down? What what do you have to go through for that? Well, um, for the first time in my life, uh, last year in February. I went to Israel for the first time in my life. I've always wanted to go to Israel. So there we are in Israel. I fly back on um, like March the 5th, I think it was. And as we land in LAX, we get off the airport, air, uh, the airplane, we go down the terminal, and I see people with masks. 
and I'm thinking, wow, you know, there's always a, a certain, you know, certain ethnicity that I've seen with masks. And I go, oh, they always wear masks. I wasn't trying to be stereotypical, but I just yeah. thought that. Yeah, that's and all right. I realized that it, it was everybody that was there. It didn't matter <laughs> what ethnic background you came from, what color, what their people were wearing masks. And I was like, wow, that's that's it's catching on, I guess. Now, when I got home, I started to realize, I think I caught a few, you know, uh, Facebook notifications on COVID-19. So I said, oh, wow. So I think we had one service. And then within a couple of days after that, they shut down the world. Wow. And yeah. because we didn't know what, what it was, um, there wasn't a lot of information about COVID-19. Um, I was learning that it came from China. Uh, I, you know, I was learning that uh, people had died from it. Uh, I was learning that it was spreading fast. Uh, and then, you know, as information starts coming out, um, I says, well, I don't want to put the church in danger as a pastor. Yeah. So we were meeting in a church. Yeah. And we stopped meeting in the church. But then I says, well, wait, we can go back to the church building that we were subleasing. And we can go in there, so we'll wear our mask, we'll sanitize, because the first church met first, then we came in, and then another church came in. So uh -huh. people were all trying to do the right thing, and people were afraid, like, well, what's going on? So let's yeah. sanitize. Yeah. Let's do the right thing for the people. Yeah. So that happened, and then finally I just said, you know, the church in front of us, or that was meeting before, they had a different way of sanitizing and they had a different belief in regards to COVID-19. Uh -huh. uh, I hadn't come to any conclusions yet other than this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. This is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, even though it was happening on a much smaller scale because, you know, the media really blew this thing up. Yeah, we'll for get sure. We'll a little bit later in a minute. Yeah. But what we did is I said, we're not going to meet. I'll just do everything online. Yeah. So I started a Thursday night online Bible study. We're doing the Old Testament. And then I did Sundays out of our loft here in my house. What's your YouTube? Uh, real quick. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. What's your YouTube so you can shout it out in case someone wants to follow YouTube it? YouTube is where we upload some of our stuff. We haven't uploaded recent ones. It's okay. But it's uh, Calvary N-E-L-A. And you, you can see some of our earlier studies that we did okay. when All COVID-19 right. started. So Calvary N-E-L-A. Cool. Just uh, want to make sure they got the Facebook, that. Yeah, the Facebook, it's public. It's Calvary Northeast Los Angeles, and that's public. So if someone clicks on that, they could see us live on Thursdays at 7. And we also, in the park, live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Okay. So so simply put, um, I says, you know what, let's, let's do the online stuff. So I had to learn how to do that, so it brought me up to speed. I yeah. had to get out of my old school mentality. Yeah. So we do now we're doing that. You had to and be technical. That, <laughs> what's that? You had to get technical. That's that's how a lot of people were. I mean, a lot of these older like pastors, they're they're not trying to do all that technical stuff. So they had to get they had to get like a whole new building, man. A church is not a building. You don't have to have a building to be a church. A church is not the building. Yeah. Right. The body of Christ, and that's that's you just gotta be with one or more people and, and agree on what you're talking about. Don't you cannot be disagreeing, then you're not having church, you're having an argument. Yeah. yeah. It's for some people though, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm sorry, Pastor Pep, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so So we we did the online, and then um, we went back to the building, 
I still didn't like it. Came back home, you know, after a couple of weeks online because it was still in my part. I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I really didn't know what was happening. So I'll tell you, July the 5th um, last year, we said we're going to the park and no one's going to tell us Jack. We're going to the park, and that's it. All right. So, so, but we still did the temperature. We still did the mask. We still yeah. social distance. And we did because other people that didn't know from the church, they didn't have a clue. So I just wanted to cater to the people and say, hey, we love you. So because of that, I'll wear a mask. Yeah, the dog and pony show. It's okay. Yeah, if you want to wear one, <laughs> you can wear one. Social distancing. Yeah, and so we did that. Uh, now a lot of people have been vaccinated, so people are feeling more comfortable. I don't wear a mask because we're outdoors, and and I'm now confident because of what I know. Back then, when I was ignorant and I didn't know what I know now, yeah, uh, I just said I'm gonna I'm gonna comply with everything till I have more information. So now uh, I'm I don't wear a mask, and we've been in the park uh, almost a year. And Good. like I said, our church has grown. Uh, people are giving financially. Good. Uh, we got people from uh, uh, different parts of the world that are tuning in to our Good. services. And I'm not talking about, you know, thousands. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We have one from Uruguay and one <laughs> from some other part of the world. And Man, that's uh, good. From Africa. And, yeah. they're, and they're watching our studies online. And we got a good following that are hearing and I teach verse by verse the best that I could. Yeah. Uh, trying to avoid any false doctrine. Like Jason I, I, said, dude. I feel like the, the verse by verse is the best. I, I love yeah. going through Genesis. Yep. All the way through verse by verse and getting, explaining the, the, the Hebrew text, the Greek text, the, you know, the different meanings of the words. Yeah. Because the Greek is very, the Greek is very, very precise. Like I'm learning yeah. that it takes like five different you know, you have the five characteristics just to be involved in that sentence. So that's kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very I think it's, I think they, it's very tough because they play on the emotions of the pastors yeah. because a pastor's job obviously is to physically, spiritually, and biblically teach these, you know, people, yeah. you know, how to, how to, how to handle life. You got to help. Like you said, you got several different angles. You got people coming at you with deaths. They got you coming out with this. And it's hard because they play on the strings of the emotions of, of, of the pastor. Because the pastors, I know a lot of the pastors in the very beginning, which is understandable, were like, hey, we're going to shut down or we're just going to do, uh, we're going to do online only. But once you start seeing the tyrannical government and what they're actually like yeah. literally doing, shutting the churches yeah. down, but letting up Walmart and Home Depot and all these other corporations be open and, and they want right. the churches to be shut down, which is a hundred percent essential. Then you start, you know, weighing your options. Like, is this really, are they really doing this to the church? Are they trying to shut us down? Cause it's almost like you got to think of it in a positive way too. Cause what God is doing is he is, uh, he is cleansing the church because there's some pastors that are literally there for a paycheck and they want that money coming in. And once it stops, they probably stop in too. So it kind of cleanses the church a little bit. Yeah. Pastors like you or pastors like pastor Dan, uh, going out there and, um, and, uh, just keeping it going. You could tell that yeah. it was a different kind of dedication, you know? So that, that's yeah. it, man. Well, well, what, what, what the devil has planned for evil God has used it for good. Yeah. So we're seeing more people getting 
saved. We're seeing more people hearing the gospel. Uh, we're seeing church people that are committing themselves to the Lord and growing, and they're starting to win people to the Lord. So we're seeing, think about it, man. We average 30 people on a Sunday. We had 200 people last Sunday yes. because people are getting, yeah, we had a great, you know, name uh, uh, person come and speak, but still people had to even understand like this guy who did that is now our guest speaker this Sunday. We want people to hear the message of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in saving somebody's life. Yes. And Big Al was that person and brother, I'm telling you, the Lord moved and, and at least uh, 30 people got prayed for, for family uh, uh, salvations, for others to get saved. So saved people came in proxy for their family members in prison or addictions, homeless that weren't saved. So this is all happening. And, yeah. and, and now we're waiting to see the results uh, yes. in the future, the near future. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, this, this, when, the, when, the, when the government said now you can't sing in church, I says, <laughs> I really don't care because we're now in the park. And we had been in the park for two weeks already. Yeah. And nobody, nobody except uh, a business owner tried, uh, verbally assaulted me, came after me and says, what are you doing in this park? I have my business here. He was like a, 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 a seafood uh -huh. vendor. Okay. And he had his, his, his lunch truck. He said that because we were meeting, uh, he was losing customers. <laughs> and you should have been gaining customers. The sad thing was when he have confronted me, it was nine o'clock, an hour before our service started, and there was only two people from my church there. Yeah. I go, I go, look, there's only two people here from me and the lady holding our spot. And the NA was meeting, and they had 30 people, and another church was meeting. They were bigger than us. Yeah. So they took up all the spots, and this guy bl was blaming me. Oh. So he came at me pretty strong, uh, and I talked to a couple of people like, hey, what's my approach here? Anyway, they gave me some good advice, law enforcement. They says, first come, first serve, but if he gets uh, uh, starts to verbally attack you, videotape it, and uh -huh. if he assaults you, you hold him down wait till we get there because yeah. uh that's wrong of him and, yeah. and always know that the church you know this yeah we have our our rights we're a non-profit organization but we're defended by yes. the constitution of the united states of america to gather and yeah. to be together and that's what the states uh had had done to a lot of churches but we're free and we can meet law enforcement drives by us nothing. yeah yeah Park, staff they clean the restrooms and we're there and they wave at us. Hey, we're glad you guys are here. I'm so, glad too, man. That makes me happy yeah, too. What, what, what are they going to do? You're not, you're not like you're robbing a place or like killing people. You're just congregating, talking yeah. about peace, love and God and stuff like that. And if you got a Mongol up there and a pretty top guy like that and God worked through him like that, you got to see some people like, man, then I gotta, I gotta see something about this. I want to, I want to check out God. I want to see if he, if he is, who he really is because if you can take that guy yep. and change his mind because that guy is a leader of a lot of guys he's done a lot of dirt and yep. basically he he's leads the pack he's the leader people are going to follow him he says go they go he says come they come you know yep. 
And it's yeah. like the centurion, man. When you have a faith like that in God, then even though you're a person that doesn't like really doesn't doesn't even think that God should exist. Yeah. You break that that wall down and you're like, wow, man, that's that's pretty powerful. That's a good yeah. speaker, man. Good you guys job. are breaking yeah. you guys are breaking some generational curses right there, Pastor yeah. Pep. There's some generational yeah. curses that demons have probably put on a lot of the guys in that, you know, where they've been just yeah. they've been handed down like from from their dad to the, to the dad before that, like hey, you need to be in a gang and but you know, so that's yeah. good, man. Amen to that, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also, I wanted to ask you, um, how do you think biblically we should be handling the imposed fear of coronavirus that these uh, you know, that the, that the media has been trying to push on us and that the government's been trying to push Dr. Fauci, yeah. Bill Gates. All these, yeah. all these uh, different figures that keep talking and talking to, and just, you know, about the, you know, fluffing the numbers, the the right. deaths, all this stuff. How do you, how do you yeah. think biblically we should be handling this imposed fear? Well, I, I think I, I heard, I heard um, when this first happened, uh, I was listening to Greg Laurie, and he said two things that that really helped me in in the way I was processing what was going on with COVID nineteen and and fear or faith. He said two things. He says we need to handle it in these two ways, and I wrote it down. We need to we need to be practical. That was the first thing, and the second okay. thing he says, and we need to be prayerful. So practical can mean a lot of things. You know, wash your hands. You know, have your hand sanitized. Yeah, uh, I have it here. I, I don't even use it. I'm in my own house. I got yeah. cold, right? <laughs> but but you know the practical stuff, and the other thing was the prayerful stuff. Um, and, and to, and to that, so those are two things. And the other thing was, um, with fear comes a number of things. When you go to the bare, uh, natural, um, mankind, there's four things that, that we have a choice to do in regards to fear. And the first one is fight, right? You fight the system, you fight this fear or you run flight. The other yep. one is you freeze. You don't know what to do. And then the, the last one I want to mention, and they're all F's, is faith. You say, I have to have faith in this. Wait a minute. And and then that's where that chapter in the Bible comes in, uh, uh, Psalms chapter 91. You know, we have to be under the shadow of the Almighty and trust in the Lord that yes. people may fall on our side, but it's not going to come near me or yes. it's not going to come near our church. So, so that's the way I was looking at that. And I was also looking at avoiding extremes because if you say it's all faith and yet one of the pastors just died because he said that or one of your own family members dies because I'm not going to, you know, it's all faith. It's like, okay, well, then where was the why did we go to an extreme? Mm -hmm. But then you got the other extreme is. Um, I'm going to stand. I've heard of people that have not left their house. Yeah, I know. COVID-19. Yep. I mean, think about it. From one extreme of total isolation to even suicide to drug addiction. Yes. Um, to pornography because they're not going nowhere. Yeah. And to the other extreme is I'm not even going to listen to anything that no doctor, no government, no nothing has said. So I do my best to say what what is the truth? What's happening? And where can I find the balance yeah. without compromising and becoming a man of fear yes. versus a man of faith? Amen. So that's the way I look at it. So I've been out. If, if I go into Walmart, 
I want to shop, so I'll put on my mask. Yeah. And then as soon as I get it, but I don't, from my car to the Walmart door, no. I'm not wearing my mask. No, no. As soon as I get in, yeah. I'll put it on, I'll wash my hands, yeah. get my stuff, enjoy life, and yeah. leave, take it off, go home. I don't drive with in my car with a mask on. I Good. People like that. If anybody is I mean, right, if anybody's listening to this podcast right now, I just want to tell you guys one thing, okay? Take yeah. your mask off if you're by yourself in your car, because coronavirus ain't right. in your car, and it ain't gonna fly yeah. from another car into your into your car. Yeah, just letting you guys Josh, know. Josh, when, when when these people are doing that, they're not yeah. under. All they're doing is listening to science, believing in science, believing what somebody is telling them, right? So if you take right. that mask, you put it on your face, right? You take your, you know, you know what a gas detector is, Josh, right? A sniffer, you put it in the hole before you go make a confined space. Yeah. So we would take those, and I'm like, check this out, dude. And I put it there, and I breathe, breathe, breathe. You're getting 18% of oxygen, and your your body needs 20 to 20 some percent, dude. You're getting 18% every day, all day. You're driving by yourself, you're jogging with it on, and, and all you're doing is Man. you're killing yourself. You're suffocating yeah. yourself so slowly. And the people that do die is because yeah. they already have pre-existing. They're like maybe right. overweight, maybe have diabetes, or maybe they right. already have lung cancer. My buddy, my buddy's dad passed away. Justin Dell, you know Justin Dell. Yeah, he's all Corona's real. Corona's real. I said no, 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 no. Your dad was old, okay. First of all, and second of all, he wore a mask everywhere. He was petrified. He yeah. Because I guess he had some. Uh, he had something uh, wrong. With his Underlying disease. Yeah. 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 And I said, dude, look, you can't just blame it everything on. Everybody, COVID, 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 because it's there. If you think about it, it's everywhere on the media, right? Mm -hmm. So the devil uses your eyes to see things, like pornography, anything, drug, sight, 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 sight. Mm -hmm. God uses your ears. He says, listen, and you'll know. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. When he speaks to the church, he says, listen, anybody who has ears that's hear. spiritual will hear this, and they'll know what's going on. See, these people are now dumbed down so much, they sit there and watch TV, yeah. which is an altar, basically idol worshiping right there, just staring at it. Oh, no, I can't leave the house. I can't go anywhere. Right, right. God does not want you to do that, okay? Right. And when you – I know it's very hard to trust fully in God. It's very difficult, yeah. very, very hard to do that. And I'm talking like fully trust. Screw work. Screw – just go out there and do what you got to do. But no one ever tries that. They don't ever try that fully. They don't fully consecrate themselves. They, they keep one foot in one foot out, hoping they have a plan B. They think God's like going to be like, going to think like that. And he was like, you have full faith. That's, that's, that's having vain faith. That's not right. It's not, well, he doesn't want that. Well, I could just say that the whole foundation of, of living in America and the way that they were raised up, our whole foundation is cracked from the beginning because you're, tra you're trained from, you know, TV to uh, our public school systems to even the private school systems, all of them to, to not have faith in God. You're trained that, right. It's, we right. came from a monkey and we're not special people. And, and, you know, this Rockefeller uh, system that, that they, that they force on us. It's, we don't even, we don't even know anything until we truly do go to our Bible, pick it up, start reading, and then finding out what the real truth is. So it's very tough. Like you said, to have faith. Yeah. yeah. All day long in the Bible. I am the truth. I, I, I am the way. And people just got lost, man. There's this, everyone, I hear this all the time. Have faith in science. Believe in science. Believe in science. I was like, man, that's like when it first started, they said it's going to be two weeks. You'll be sitting at home for two weeks. You'll be fine. Don't worry. After that, we'll go back to your life. Yeah. It's almost two years down the road and everyone's like, put your mask on. I need to get vaccinated. You're not vaccinated. Why aren't you vaccinated? Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I don't want to do that. 
Right. If I had a choice as a, as a kid, like a baby, and they asked me and I could say no, I would have said no, I don't want that. I don't want that in my body because I don't know what it is. Yeah. And now, and look at those vaccinations cured the disease. Like, hey, no more, you're not going to get polio. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get a vaccine and then you got to get it again three months later, again, 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 again. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, well, I was going to bring up the vaccines in a little bit, but uh, I, yeah. I'm going to... I, I, I could kind of go, I can go a little bit into it, you know, now. Um, mm-hmm. So what's your opinion uh, on the vaccine from a biblical standpoint, uh, Pastor? Well, um, I, I haven't been vaccinated. Um, I think in my life, uh, I've, I've taken the flu shot one time. Mm-hmm. And I did it only because um, the doctor said, and I go, I go, why? And then my, I think my mom said, and um, I think as I was aging, I'm 58 now, uh-huh. and I thought, um, okay, that's the only way I did it. So I got vaccinated. I did the, the flu shot yeah. one time. Yeah. And my doctor tried to push it on me again, and I go, no, I don't want like it. Drug, I, like a drug dealer. I go, like a drug I, dealer. I, yeah, I go, I don't, I don't want it. So what I'm doing for the last, um, since I turned 40, I don't want to try to promote this but i'm gonna say it i've been vegan uh for two years but i stopped eating any kind of uh i became more of a uh i cut out red meat when i hit 40 Uh because i had high cholesterol so uh as soon as i cut out the red meat and certain things my cholesterol dropped boom and it became good and normal yeah um i i started exercising your diet though just by changing your diet exactly making yourself healthy but no they'll tell the doctor will say no you gotta take this pill this yeah. pill, this pill, this pill will make you like have explosive diarrhea for six weeks straight. But it's yeah. gonna get rid of your. It's gonna get rid of this. Don't worry about it. You, yeah. But you have to take a pill for that other one too. It's like, why are you pushing this stuff on me? My body was made by God. He yeah. made it so perfect, so well adapted that if a if if a disease actually does spread out, mm-hmm. it's gonna kill a few people. But yeah. after a while, your body's gonna get used to it, and it's gonna it's not gonna you're not gonna get die from it. Or you're gonna get sick. Yeah. They use this coronavirus to scare people right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And you got they use that politically, first of all, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right right when all this stuff was going going around about uh Trump and, and Biden, they just started shoving in your face. Now you're at home. Oh, it's all Trump's fault. Mm-hmm. This is all Trump's fault. No, no, no. Biden gets in the office, he's doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. He's not even doing anything. He's just he's just he's just making these weird, weird, weird executive decisions that are really hurting our country right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are, are. I have never seen it like this. I feel bad for my son. I don't care about me. I, I'll make it through. Yeah. My child, my son. He he, he's very. He's a good kid. That's how I know yeah. I'm not a bad fruit because my son is good fruit. So, yeah, I'm happy <laughs> about that. But to watch him under like just sit on his iPad all day, yeah. and and to like disconnect from from people. I'm like, dude, shut that off now. You're 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 not gonna do. This. We're gonna go play. So they got football back going on right now. That's why I gotta go. I gotta leave here after this in about twenty minutes. Okay. But okay. no mask, no nothing. Parents are all, are you gonna wear a mask? No, I'm not putting my kid. None of the kids on my team are gonna wear a mask. You can't. These kids are running around. Yeah. At the store, at the playground. I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you do this to your kid? You're, what you're doing is you're normalizing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're pushing it. And see, I'm not used to it, but my son will be totally used to it. He'll be like, okay, when he's about 17, 18, he's gonna be like. Oh man, you know, I learned so much from my school. They taught me I, I could be a girl today if I wanted to. Yeah. I could be a guy tomorrow. I could be a washing machine if I wanted to. 
and you're going to follow my pronouns and all this stuff is going on. God does not want this confusion at all. Right. He, he yeah. set up marriage. The devil has broke up the family. He screwed up marriage. He, he had to have two people working now in the household. So your kids are at home. Their minds are so, so they, they soak up everything and they observe a lot. Their kids are very smart. So if, if you're going to show something to the kid every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, they're just going to get used to like a regular part of life. Me, I'm, I, I look at it, I'm like, man, this is weird. I don't like this. Social distancing, Christian handshake, hugging, <laughs> stuff like that, affection. You want to look at other people as an enemy and he's got a disease? No, man. I, I, I've been sick before. I work at a wastewater plant. I've seen the most vile, most disgusting stuff. I've got it in my mouth, in my eyes. I, I've got it everywhere. Yeah. And I'm not dead. I'm not sick. You know why? Because I swim in that stuff. I'm in there <laughs> like this coronavirus, AIDS. I, I'm pretty sure there's Ebola, there's corn, there's other stuff that's really gross. But <laughs> corn. Yeah. Well, but they said they said coronavirus is in the is in the wastewater and stuff. I said where? I haven't been sick at all. Nobody in my work has been like they they get sick, but yeah. yeah. I just think they want to take and just take a couple weeks off of work. That's why they do it. But me, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it because I have asthma. I have yeah. bad lungs. Okay. And I was my wife was like, calm down. Why are you so scared? I'm like, you gotta put your mask on. I don't want to die. You want me to die? And then like two in the later, beginning, like, man, screw yeah. this mask, man. What am I doing? This is stupid. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And we start doing the research on it. You start looking at it. You're like, wow, this is this is damn. They really they really want total control. They want well, power. Well, that was that was some of the things I was I was thinking about. I don't know if we'll get to it, but. In regards to the whole idea of of, um, of uh, the vaccine and, and medicine and science, I, I I had to look at the Bible and 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 to say, well, what what is what is um, Josh talking about? So I looked at the Bible, and I, I got a couple of ideas just to throw out to you, please. Uh, when you have uh, Doctor Luke, the one who wrote the Book of Luke, yes, yeah, he was a doctor, yes, and it it, it is. Uh, uh, very possible that he was actually Paul the Apostle's personal physician. Yes, sir, he was. So, so that's one thing. So I'm sure he looked at the science at that time, which probably wasn't as, um, uh, um, you know, mongrel and, and dilapidated science like we think of. Well, these people were, you know, uh, you know, five, 2,000 years ago, 3,000 uh -huh. years ago. I mean, they were they were pretty advanced. I mean, if you think about um, the Egyptians and, and they the, the mummification and the embalming that uh -huh. very possible, they're the ones that created that. When you look at uh, uh, Joseph and his father, Israel, Jacob being embalmed, it's like so. So science has its place. Yes, I'll say that. So Luke w was a physician and I and I looked at another thing where. Paul actually told Timothy, hey, drink a little bit of wine for your stomach's sake uh -huh. because the wine could help you with your digestive system. Yep. It's proven to help. Uh, uh, possibly there wasn't any water purification where uh -huh. Timothy was at or it was hard to come by clean water. Uh, so I was thinking about all that. And you can find that in First Timothy chapter 5, verse 23. So okay. uh, a commentator said it's very possible that Paul's personal physician, Luke, told, told Paul, hey, so if Timothy's having trouble with his stomach, have him drink. But we also got to know that wine is natural. It's, it's not uh, something that was concocted by man. 
but it was actually something that it was fermented and it was able to help in that way. So that's yeah. the first thing I, I, I discovered in, okay. in thinking about that. Um, that was what only came up. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> think of a lot of other things. You know, bodily exercise is profitable for some, for yeah. a little bit. Pa- Paul says godliness, that, yeah. yeah. Godliness is profitable for all things. Yes. So, you know, you got people, I saw a pastor promote uh, not promote but put on his facebook page he had a patch over his eye pastor Raul reese yeah okay and i saw that and i says well it took some science to help him deal with the uh i don't know if it was what's that called that it was put on it's on the eye the uh what is that the retina the retina the glucose not glucose uh uh when you have that on your eye i know you can't see that well glaucoma no glaucoma glaucoma yeah. There you go. So he had the glaucoma. So he, you know, he had to go to the doctors. He had to go that that route. Yeah. And you can pray and believe God, but God does use doctors. So I, I was thinking about those things. Yeah. Uh, what else did I write down? I learned uh, that prayer is not a substitute. Uh, prayer is not a substitute for stupidity. So you right, get prayed, right, right, right. And if God and that's gives a good you point. The, that gives you the the actual answer right there. The avenue. Like I heard this story. I I, I saw it in a movie. I think it was. He said. Man, I was. I heard this story about this guy. He got stranded in in, in um, Antarctica. And he's like, God, God, please, please, please come get me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's like, an hour later, an Eskimo woman came up and saved my life. <laughs> no God showed up. I was like, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? He just sent you a person. Yeah. So saved your life. All right. You were so die. All right. So Pastor Pep, here's here's yeah. my here's my thing. So we were talking about Luke being a physician, right? See, right, right. now Luke is a physician, right? Yeah. But Luke is a God-fearing physician, right? So Luke right. believes in God and Jesus, right? So the a lot of these guys that, that we're taking information from on this vaccine, these guys right. are not God-fearing whatsoever. What they are right. is they're profiting and profiting and profiting. The vaccine right. industry, this year, one of them is going to make 80 or 45 billion dollars this year right. just from ad- admitting these vaccines. So what right. it is it's like a funnel. Right now the Johnson and Johnson and also yeah. the As- AstraZeneca, those two are causing blood clots so they're get- they might be getting pulled off the market right now, okay? So right. here's what's happening. The mRNA vaccine is the other two, which is the Moderna and the Pfizer. Those are the two mRNA ones, the ones that people are talking about altering your DNA. So I think right. they're they're giving bad press to the Johnson and Johnson as the and the AstraZeneca, and they want to push everybody into getting that mRNA one, which is an experiment on us because it has mm-hmm. never been proven. So what's going on is we're in a state. Hold on, Jay. Jason. Hold on. Okay. Oh yeah. We're in a state of emergency. That's the only way they can administer the vaccines. And if you actually read the box, look at the Johnson and Johnson box or any of the boxes. It says only and only able to use during a state of emergency. Right. So now when I would trust the science, as long as it's proven, right. Yeah. Some of the stuff like the polio one, my brother talked about earlier. I mean, yeah. that thing took like 15 years for them to approve it. Right. So these ones are made within a year, even though me and Jason know that it's obviously been planned way further back than that. But as far as what we know, President Trump, Operation Warp Speed, let's get it going. And now they start shooting the vaccine in people's arms. Now, now we got Israel, which you were just talking about, which we we respect. We we see it as God's people. They vaccinated their whole country. 
mandated or i'm sorry mandated mandated the vaccine yeah so it's right right so we're seeing we're seeing a bigger agenda behind this vaccine than we think okay um yeah but how do you know know how do you know that israel's being vaccinated like that i don't live in israel i could tell you i could i could tell you all the hey i'm reporting from israel they're all being vaccinated you should do it too i'm out later that's not i i don't know i don't even know what's going on in texas right now i don't even know what's going on in like like uh northern california let alone just somewhere that's really far away i don't believe anything they tell me I don't believe anything because if you're not going to like right now, they have the George Floyd, uh, the, 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 the case right there. Okay. The Giselle Maxwell case was being done at the same time. Now, why didn't she get media coverage? It was a huge, huge, big deal. But now Nancy Pelosi comes out and goes, thank you, George Floyd for laying down your life for social justice. That's like saying we killed you and thank you for doing that for us. Because now yeah. we can push this agenda more because the, the, there, so many things are going on right now that people are, are going back to the 50s and, and the 40s where like racism was so rampant. It was like it's like you, you segregated people now. They're starting to segregate people now. Well, now when I go now when I go out, you know, I'm, I'm like if I go somewhere and I, I don't know anybody there, I'm like, wow, man, like I hope hope they don't say I hope, I hope nobody talks about stuff in front of me because I'm gonna say what I want and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them know what I think about it. And I don't want to offend anybody, but it's like somebody needs to walk up and somebody just go, <clears throat> stop, listen, okay? Stop, yep. stop, calm down. You're going to die anyways. Doesn't matter if you go today or tomorrow. If God wants you to go, you're going to go. Whether you get COVID, accident, bus hits you, sorry, okay? But if you live every day in fear and you don't trust God, he's going to look at you and go, look, man, you hurt. You you didn't even, you you. It took 10 plagues to drop Pharaoh to his knees. It took you guys, not even one, yeah. to change your whole way of life. Yeah. I stepped you on this. this, this fear. Yeah, fear. Yeah. Just fear started out. And then you get these people that that, um, that don't do any research, you know, that sit at home and want the government to take care of them. And they want to get fat right around on little carts and stuff like that. And I got to pay for their health insurance because right. Obamacare is coming back. And now we got to pay for what they're gonna, th- those lazy people sitting down. That's why they voted for all this stuff. I'm seriously considering moving out of state. I'm thinking about moving to Washington. Not, never mind, not Washington, but uh, Arizona. Stay away from Washington. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. Anyways, so Montana, anywhere, any place where you could have a sidearm, you could carry a uh, concealed carry. I would. That's a great thing to have. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, Texas is Texas is fully wide open, and their numbers are dropping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know weird. today. Today, right now, California, we have the lowest COVID cases in the nation. Wow. Yeah. We were the highest. At yeah. One, we were the, the flashpoint. Now we're the okay. least. Pastor Pep. Hold on, Jason. Hold on. Let me tell you guys something real quick. The reason why the cases are dropping is because Gavin Newsom was about to get recalled. Recall. So now... I mean, I'm telling you guys, it's all political and, and it's all, it's all, it's all basically, it's all set up. So now that he was going to get recalled, he opened up California back up, which we're open now. And if the cases not, are going down, no, I know we're not fully open, but dude, the restrictions, I got to eat inside a restaurant today, bro, and eat, eat inside. So the restrictions are getting lightened up. But what happened is 
Gavin Newsom was probably talking to the bigwigs, the higher ups, and saying, hey, I'm about to get recalled. I went through with you guys' plan. Now I need you guys' help. So now they just made it slowly start dropping the numbers. People started forgetting all the tyrannical stuff that, that Gavin Newsom was doing. And now they're not recalling them now yet. But anyways, that could be a way to look at it. Am I 100% right. on that? Hey, who knows? But I know this. Gavin Newsom, Trump, Biden... I have to account, be accountable to the Lord. Amen. So whatever they do, yes, however they do it, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to lead people to Christ. I'm going to disciple people, and I'm going to keep uh, training up leaders, leaders after the heart of God, so that at least I'm thinking that I'm thinking correctly as I can in the Lord, so that other people could follow suit with me and say, "We're not going to fear." But we're not going to, you know, uh, we're not going to be extremists, but we're going to say, what does the Bible say? Yes. And just by saying that, guys, you're already an extremist. <laughs> just by saying, I'm going to follow Christ. I believe yes. in traditional marriage. I am pro-life. Yes. I am pro-Israel. Yes. Just by believing that, according to the scriptures, you already have a target on your forehead, on your back on your chest, just follow Christ. And I was telling uh, a young lady, uh, my daughter uh, lives with me and one of her friends is renting uh, 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 one of the rooms. And I just asked her a question and I just started talking about COVID-19 and, and and what's going on in this world. And if that Christians since Christ have been the number one persecuted, prosecuted, murdered people since Jesus Christ, we're the number one, not yep. gay, not, not Jews, uh, but the Jews suffered a lot. We already know that. Yeah. But, but well, because as they, silent they, as they, it's they, kept. They made their, they, they, they oh, made their bed. You know, yeah. They made their bed. That's we're the why. number one persecuted. So yeah. if we follow this book. Yes. Life is exciting because you're yes. going to go against the current. You're yeah. going to go against governors, presidents jobs i did an early retirement because i didn't like the way the government that i was working for i said you know what i got 21 years in my field i'm gonna retire and i'm gonna go full on full full time for the lord amen and i'm gonna preach the gospel raise disciples uh raise leaders and we're gonna share the gospel wherever we go and and brothers anybody who listens man you serve the lord you're, you're going to put a bullseye on you. And yeah. That's exciting. That's what I was talking about earlier about the, the trials and tribulations. Cause it's like soon as like us, yeah. like we're putting, like I was telling my brother, uh, we're, we're on a podcast now and God is going to hold us to yeah. a higher standard now. So if we're going to go and represent the Lord and say, Hey, we're representing you God. And we're, and we're making a pact with the Lord. Like, Hey, we're going to represent yeah. you. We are looked upon as like a pastor now, even though I don't have my theology degree, but I'm actually right. stepping out and saying, God, I'm representing you. So now yeah. in my everyday life, when I see people that are listening to the podcast or anywhere, yeah. they see me out in public, yeah. I got to be representing God the right way. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. be out there drinking at a, at a restaurant right. or partying. <laughs> I got I got to be represented 100%. Plus I'm a Christian rap right. artist too, so that's another way yeah. too, but yeah, yeah, but amen to that. But uh Pastor yeah. we're rolling up on almost an hour and 20 minutes. Hey, uh, hey, I was, I was say hey, the reason why I feel like that we are being silenced such is because if you look at it in Genesis 
first book, it started out the exact same way. Cain killed Abel because he was trying to silence that way to worship God. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I got religion, you got God, and I'm a, I yeah. gotta shut him up. And then it, after a while, when you start going that way, I'm not trying to rag on Catholicism because it's not about Catholicism or, or Hinduism or Buddhism. It's about the devil because he has infiltrated it mm-hmm. so much that he he widened the road to heaven. He makes it think there's this way, there's that way. Hey man, you can stand yeah. on one foot, pick your nose, and 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 and, <laughs> and you're gonna go to heaven. Just say God, say tap your heels and say Jesus Christ three times in a row, and yeah. you'll get called up to heaven. No, it's not that. It doesn't work that way. You got to read the Bible. You got to rightly divide all of it. And when you look at it, you'll see, oh wow, this is this is where this is where human nature went wrong. This is where this went wrong. This is the punishment for that. This is that. Okay, now now if I do that, keep doing that. If I keep smoking crack every day, every day, you're gonna you're you're gonna die. You're you're, you're gonna probably end up in a jail. You're gonna be stealing stuff. You're gonna go down a bad road. Now, if I don't smoke crack and I go to work every day, or I go do and I follow follow Christ and follow what He wants me to do, yeah, you you go you go to sleep at night and you're like, wow, man, right on, I yeah. did good. Because yeah. I remember those days where I was up all night and I was like, man, I hate my life right now. What am I huh. doing? Why am I doing this? Next yeah. day, yeah. you're like, yeah. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better. You want that? Yeah, I want that. Let's go that way. And it's just it's weird how how the devil does work his way through your eyes, man. I'm I'm like I could be walking down the street. And I'll see like a, I don't know, a torn up porno mag on the ground. That could take me to a spiral to a different, like you, you, your whole life could go bad right there because yeah. you saw yeah. that. Then you go on your phone, you're like, oh, I'll just look it up real quick. I'll just be, yeah. you know, no one's going to know. Yeah. And then you're yeah. in there for a couple hours and, and then your wife's like, what are you doing in there? What is going on? I know yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's all it, bad. Just, yeah. If you do yeah. bad, you're, you're going to, it's going to be bad. Yep. If you do That's good, right. it's, like, it's like about the George Floyd thing. Nowadays, criminals are supposed to, are looked upon as, Man, he, he he was he was made that way. It's not his fault. Yeah. So you're 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 um you're kind of like just taken to where like being a heroin addict, you know, do, being a thief, being being a liar, being a cheat is good these days. Being yeah. a Christian and being you know God fearing and and you know preaching the word and not and standing for something, yeah. you know, and 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 yeah. doing it, and you're it's living exciting. it. And it's exciting. Watching it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, and just to, just to know that I don't care when people walk up and they go, "Hey, what religion are you?" They, they talk about the podcast. Like, yeah, I heard your podcast. What's this? What's that? What do you, I never I never thought you were like that. I said, well, because you don't ask. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know that about you. So now that you know about you, I'm gonna come to you. And I'm not gonna force myself on you. Yeah. You have a question? Yeah. I'm here. If I can't change your mind, I'll try a couple more times. But I'm yeah. not gonna waste my whole life on trying to change you. You know, okay? Because yeah. you don't want to hear the truth. I'll move on to the next person that wants to hear it. Yeah. Go ahead, Pastor Pep. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that uh, as Jason was talking, I, I forget where it's at. I don't know if it's Isaiah, but he says where evil is now good. Yes. Good has become evil. Yes. And this is the generation we live in. Yes. I know that I was a gang member. I know that I was hooked on all kinds of drugs. I know that I was trying to kill my first person at 15 years of age so that I could go to San Quentin and join a prison gang. That was my goal to be part of an organized crime family, Mexican. And I got saved. So the choice was, will I serve God or will I pursue this uh, dream of being in San Quentin? And I says, Lord, if you're for real, come Mm -hmm. into my heart and save me. Like these other people are telling me that you have a plan for my life. And that's all I did. But today, 
That's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. But today you say, well, well, because of who do we trust? You know, we know we don't trust the government, uh, even though, uh, you know what I mean? We trust him to build the roads. We trust him to have hospitals or we trust him to whatever. We do trust to some degree. But our ultimate trust in times like this that we're living is definitely in the Lord. So do we trust the Lord? Do we trust science? The Lord is number one. And yes. that's found in Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. But the other thing I want to say, because I know we're getting ready. Time is short. Yes. But how should Go we ahead. live today? I got this one thing. We need to live holy. Yes. And that's found in second Peter chapter three, verse 10 to 12. And we need to be doing the work of the Lord like you guys are doing, like Amen. I'm doing, like Amen. other people that are saying, I'm not following a religion. I'm following Jesus. I'm following the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to be doing the work of the Lord. John chapter 9, verse 4. And there's so many other scriptures. And yes. There's so many other statistics that you guys have looked at. Listen yeah. to this. The Black Plague killed 25 million people, right? Uh, the Great War killed 37 million people. Uh, uh, another uh, COVID-19 Think about how many people have died from COVID-19. Uh-huh. Three million worldwide. Yeah. How many people are there in this world? 7.8 billion people. Yeah. That is barely 1.5% of all people in yeah. the world. Three million is that small percentage of people that have actually died. More people have been healed and have <laughs> come through COVID-19 than have died. So really... The, the, the results of catching COVID-19 are small or even smaller when you think how many people have actually died from strictly yeah. no pre-existing conditions with COVID-19. They, they, they actually, uh, I don't know. They said only, they, they actually said probably like six months ago that only 9,000 people actually died from COVID by itself out of all oh. those people. Only 9,000, okay, of, of strictly covid now, the rest of the people are yeah. all pre-existing conditions. So that's even smaller of a number, right? And also, I mean, yeah. come on. Like, if we could break it down, it would be nice, but then right. it'd be hard to break down. But if it's you broke hard because of the, 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 you know, blowing up the numbers. But yeah. I want to say this, though, to your listeners. Okay. We're not cold-blooded, uh, uh, insensitive uh, Christians. Because that one person that did die from COVID with pre-existing conditions, one of those was my friend. Two yeah. of them were my friends. Three of them were my friends. So, yeah, people have died with the coexisting and COVID. Yes. So we care for people. That's why you're doing what you're doing. That's why I do what I do, because we love people. Yes. We're not some religious fanatics. We're not some extreme right uh, nutcases. We're no. saying, what's the truth? How shall we now live and how can we encourage other people to do the same? Yes. That's that's the way I'm living. We're just trying to lead that's just the way. We're just trying to huh? lead people to the Lord. That's it. We're trying to lead people yeah. that's that's what we're doing. We're trying to lead people to the Lord, read the Bible more. Yeah. All the COVID that's stuff, good, all the COVID stuff, all we're just saying for everybody that's that's listening is to have faith over fear. Yeah. Uh keep your eye on God yeah. like Peter when he's walking on the water, he's looking at Jesus and he's focused on Jesus. But as soon as he gets distracted, poof, he falls in the water, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. all, everybody that's listening, focus on Jesus. The end times right. are near, brothers and sisters. So focus yeah. on Jesus. Yes. 
But here we go. All right, guys, we got to end this in prayer. We got to end okay. this in prayer. All right. Put, let's Amen. go ahead and bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, like we said, we just appreciate you giving us this platform. Thank you for giving yes. us a pastor on our show. That's our first pastor, Pastor Pep. We appreciate it, Lord. We know that you yes. spoke through him. And I just want to say, Lord, please just speak through us, please. You know, And we want to yes, pray Lord. for all those people that did pass away and all their families. Yes. Uh, just yes, put Lord. your hand over them. Uh, comfort them, Lord. Uh, we yes. know that there's an afterlife and, and we want to, you know, to be dead is to be, I mean, Absent from the body is present with you, Lord. So that's how we believe. So we just want to lead yeah. people to get saved. We don't care yeah. about your physical body. We care about where you go when you die. So we yeah. just want you to help us, Lord, to uh, please Thank help you. us save as many people as we can and help uh, Pastor Pep, uh, if, if it's in your will, uh, to get his church and get him you know, a building or just keep yeah. him in the park, whatever you feel like doing yeah. with him. But we appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' Thank name, you, amen. 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 All right, guys. Hey, thank please. you so much. Never, All right. dude. You're welcome. Tell, tell the people to read First Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 and get saved, man. That's right. <laughs> I got to go out of here, man. It was a pleasure. Josh, I love you. Love Josh, you too, bro. I love you. You guys have a wonderful night. Love you I'm too. We're a football game right now. All right. Have thank a great you. Time. <laughs>